0: Welcome to Tech Mobility Topics. Steve Wozniak owns two of the world's most impressive sports cars. What's your favorite, Steve? I prefer the Z. Is it that sleek styling? More than that. Is it the lush interior, the sophisticated onboard computers? That's part of it. Is it all the racing championships? Yeah. Oh, what is it about the Z car? It is awesome. Hey, Steve, you sell the apples, I'll sell the Z. I found this ad. I'm blown away. For those of you that may not realize, Steven Wozniak, co-founder of Apple Computer. This is way back in 1983. And Nissan, back then known in the United States as Datsun, had him doing a commercial for 280Z. I mean, the Woz could own anything even then. So this was really, really, really cool. For those of y'all that kind of geek out on stuff like that, this is a little extra, a little little Ken geeking for you. Yeah, Steve Wozniak in a Datsun commercial. How cool is that? Being both a mobility and technology show, I tend to cover quite an extensive range of topics, some of which are out of this world. (laughs) You remember the space hotels we covered about a year ago. In any case, it's time to have a chat About aliens. Yeah, aliens from out of space. We talked a little bit about aliens this past summer. And I'm looking at this article, and it talks about what we actually know about aliens, according to science. Did you know that there is a group that actually, regularly, consistently scans the skies for any radio communication from out of this world. And they've been doing it now for 63 years. And no, they haven't found anything yet. But they've got some interesting concepts. I think I'm going to share these with you. Let me start with how this article opens, because I think it's pretty cool. And the dateline is Green Bank, West Virginia. Okay. It came from space. Hurtling at a tremendous speed, a mystery object, reddish, rocky, like a cigar. Its velocity was so extreme, it had to come from somewhere far away in an interstellar realm. The astronomers in Hawaii that spotted it in 2017 named it Omura Mora, Hawaiian for a messenger from afar arriving first. But what was it exactly? A comet? An asteroid? Or maybe an alien spacecraft? Well, there were headlines and all sorts of stuff, but in West Virginia, the people involved in the search for extraterrestrial intelligence, commonly called SECI, decided to aim a giant radio telescope at it, just to be sure. And whether you realize it or not, aliens have having a moment. Fascination with the concept of extraterrestrial visitors isn't new but it enjoyed a 21st century uh, resurgence, if you will. And this is in the absence of shows like The X-Files and stuff like that that was all over back in the 90s. Military pilots have seen things that look uh, otherworldly. The Pentagon has established an office to look into the sightings. We talked about that this summer. Congress has held hearings. Can you believe it? Even NASA got into the game, training the cool logic of science onto a scorching hot cultural topic. And somewhere along the line, UFOs even got rebranded because, you know, rebranding's a thing. Unidentified flying objects are now, per government edict, unidentified, anonymous phenomena, anomalous Phen- phenomena, a UAP, just so you know. Let me skip to this because there's so much to talk about. I'm just going to get to the juicy parts. There's been many sightings of UAPs by credible witnesses, including military pilots. Some remain unexplained. Think about that for a minute. And could have national security significance if the objects in questions involve new technologies from foreign adversaries. Fair point. But official government reports, including one from a special NASA task force, says there's no evidence that any of these things involve extraterrestrials. Of course you could go this way and you could talk about the fermi paradox and this is it the universe is big and old and highly plausible that alien civilizations have evolved based purely on statistical probabilities fermi posed his question in an era of technological revolutions including computers and rocketry seems possible that humans would master space travel and explore the cosmos so why he asked is there no compelling scientific evidence that extraterrestrials have visited Earth? (laughs) And my wife, who likes these kind of movies, would answer, perhaps, the simplest explanation for the Fermi paradox is that there's no paradox at all. They're already here. Why are you chewing on that? Let me get down to this because I love this. They're talking about a couple of different philosophies. One of these, uh, for the SETI experts, two arguments grounded in science bolster the conjecture that aliens are surely out there somewhere. The big numbers concept and the uh, Korpionian principle. The big numbers arguments note that our galaxy, the Milky Way... has something like 400 billion stars, and it's just one of untold billions of galaxies in the universe that might be infinite. Moreover, in the last 30 years, astronomers have discovered that planets of all shapes and sizes are common in the universe. And it's important to note, we have only explored just a little bit of what's out there. With so much turf out there, even the most frowny phrase skeptic must admit it's hard to run the numbers in a 13.8 billion year old universe like ours and wind up with just one self-aware technological telescope constructing species. On the other hand, the Copernian principle, coper, yeah, inspired by 16th century astronomer. Copernicus, whose revolutionary model of the solar system put sun, not the earth, at the center. And the principle suggests that, in the same way Earth is not a privileged place in the universe, humanity should not presume itself special or unique. The universe is not about us, and what happened on this planet over the past four billion years can happen elsewhere. Otherwise, you have to believe, like some of us do, that Earth is a miracle. Some folks just don't. It's just never true that you can only find one example of something in nature. And he might be right, but with an asterisk. So far, science has only found one example of a habitable a planet that can be inhabited with intelligent life. Despite decades of hunting for signs of another civilization, <laughs> in scientific parlance, n equals one, and uh, that planet has a number. It's Kepler. 452b, a planet 1,800 miles light years away. I'm sorry, light years away. It orbits in a habitable. uh, Yeah, it orbits in a zone of a sun-like star, which means water could be on the liquid on the surface. It's not our galactic doppelganger, however. It's 50% larger than Earth, putting it in a class known as a super Earth. So, is there intelligent life out there? It's huge. There might be. Will we ever find it? Hmm. Kind of like a needle in a haystack when you don't know if the haystack has any needles in it. And that is the quandary. Maybe there is. And maybe, just maybe, we may never, ever know. Think about that when you're looking at the sky. This is the Tech Mobility Show. Do you listen to podcasts? Seems that most people do. Hi, I'm Ken Chester, host of the Tech Mobility Show. If you've missed any of our weekly episodes on the radio, our podcast is a great way to listen. You can find the Tech Mobility Podcast just about anywhere you can enjoy podcasts. Be sure to follow us. From Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and many platforms in between, we are there. Just enter the Tech Mobility Podcast in the search bar wherever you listen to podcasts. Social media. It's the place to be. (laughs) We're no exception. Hi, I'm Ken Chester, host of the Tech Mobility Show. Several times a week, I post to TikTok several of the topics that I cover on my weekly radio show. It's another way to keep up on mobility, technology, news, and information. I've built quite a library of short videos for your viewing pleasure, so be sure to watch, like, and subscribe. That's the Tech Mobility Show on TikTok. Check it out.